Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, good morning, Heidi, and uh, good afternoon in New York. We're getting ready for Christmas, right? Yes, it's December 23rd, and tomorrow is Christmas Eve, and people are getting ready. And, you know, we've talked about this with a few other guests before this, saying, you know, this is a really, really difficult time of year for many people. Absolutely. There's and a lot of reminders out there, this, you know, Santa and the toys, and it's a, it's a holiday for children, and a lot of people have lost children and siblings, and it's, it's really tough, especially the first couple of years, I think. Yeah, a parent or a grandparent or anyway, the people that you were with you at, at Christmas and trying to honor them. Well, we've got a great guest today, and we've got a great Christmas show for you, or a, a holiday show for you. And because we have uh, Jane Westerfield coming on, and she is going to play some music for us, and we're going to hear some poetry and uh, lots of good things for Christmas and talk to you a little bit about difficulties during the holidays. Heidi, you want to tell the folks a little bit about Jane? Dr. Jane Robertson Westerfield has written three books on death and dying, and I think she'll be a great guest because she's, she's very, this is her expertise. Um, she's got some unique perspectives, and she, like my mom said, will talk to us about dealing with the holidays and share her expertise on music and drama, and I so love Music Mom because it brings us to a whole different level emotionally. And it also brings up, so when I hear music, I think of so many things about Scott when I hear songs that he liked. And, you know, it just brings up a lot of memories for me. Absolutely. And it can be certainly healing during the holiday season. Well, Jane, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much. It's so wonderful to be with you both. It's great to have you on. And uh, your dad was a minister, right? Yes, he was. He was a bishop in the United Methodist Church. And and you've been doing music for the church, and, and you were telling me that you lost your dad and mom both around the holidays at different years, right? Yes, that's true. My my dad died in on December 19th in 1992, and my mom died on November 5th, 1999. So as you can see, there it is at Thanksgiving and Christmas every year for our family. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about how you got through and what you recommend to people during this holiday season. Well, one of the things that has gotten me through uh, has been my Christian faith uh, and my parents' Christian faith. Um, I somehow found the strength to sing for both of their funerals. As a musician, I felt that that was my last gift to them. I sang at the beginning of the service in the back of the church uh, because I knew it would be difficult to see my family. Um, We buried my father on December 23rd. And I had promised to sing for his Christmas Eve service at his church that year, and I somehow was given the strength by God to keep that promise. I think that's a way that we honor uh, those whom we love, um, because they loved music and they loved my love of music and, and my service through church music. And so that was one way that I was able to honor them. I think there are several ways that we can deal with our grief during the holidays. Now, uh, tell us about, we, you selected a piece of music for us today, and could you tell us about what that music means to you and, and what you think it could do to help others and, and introduce a piece for us? Yes. Um, the piece that I've chosen today is uh, here at the beginning is Yezu, Joy of Man's Desiring by Johann Sebastian Bach. Mm-hmm. And I love the serenity and calmness 
which this piece brings. It brings lovely memories for me of church services with my parents and um, with my own career in church music. And I find it very comforting and soothing. And so, therefore, that's the reason I chose that one for our first piece today. Okay, why don't we take a listen?
Oh, what a powerful piece. Heidi, what does that bring up for you around the, the holidays and around time? What does music do? I just think it brings, brings me to a really emotional level. It, brings me, it, it taps into my feelings and my emotions and uh, makes me think about all the past holidays. Right. That's kind of a meditative thing, too, too don't you think, Jane? Yes, it is. It's much more of a meditative, meditative piece. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So time, time to stop and think. Well, Jane, what suggestions, exactly. what suggestions would you have for our folks in getting through these holidays? Do you have any scripture or poetry or anything that, for us? I do. I do have some uh, ideas here that would help. I think one of the things we need to remember is that we are not alone in our grief. Um, we need to find ways to help others who are grieving as well. And we're never alone in that. I think that's one of your mottos with Open to Hope. And I think that's an excellent thing to remember. We seem to be alone. We feel alone at times, but we're not at all. And we need to find the strength and the courage to help others in need. I think when we take the focus off of our own grief and put it on to others who are in need, we can help other grieving people, uh, help them with correspondence, just simply sit with them as a friend, take them food, offer to drive them to the store or to a doctor's appointment. There are many things that we can do. I've talked to some and people who, also, yeah, who have, uh, you know, Christmas dinner is tough, and there was one family I know that uh, went to a shelter and uh, served up Christmas dinner after the dad died. And it wasn't that little yeah. service for other people was an was an important thing. But you also have to learn to accept service for yourself, don't you? During the holidays, sometimes if you're really newly bereaved, um, you need to be able to accept too. Yes, I think you need to learn to be a gracious receiver. Um, that was yeah. one of my father's sayings, and and so often we're so used to doing for other people that we don't want to we we want to feel that we don't need that, but we do. We need to be gracious receivers ourselves. And I think something else we can do is uh, focus on our faith and focus on the positive things in our lives, our health, our family, and those who are are still with us who need us. Yeah, and you and know, we can also yeah. do something tangible. Right. You know, Heidi, that reminds me of uh, we, uh, gratitude. You want to talk a little bit about gratitude? The, there's been some research done on that. Basically saying that the, 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 the quickest way you can shift energy and feel better, like you said, is to, is to focus on what we're grateful, what we can be grateful for, the grateful thing, the things that we have in our lives that we can still be grateful for. And I know it's hard initially. But I think that's really, really important, as you said, Jane. Yeah, and during the hol- yes, you know, during the holidays, um, maybe I, how do you said it before? Be grateful that you can just stand up, that you can put your exactly. feet in your slippers. You know, if you, absolutely, you know, absolutely, you, you might have to be grateful for small things that your lights work, that your heat works, that you know you have a roof over your head. It might have to start yeah. out like that. Especially after a loss. Yeah, especially during the holidays because, you, you know, you may have to dig for it, but it really does cause a mind shift. Jane, did you have a, a scripture you were going to give us? Yes, I had a, a poem as well. Uh, this is called A Christmas Reflection, and it's by my author friend, Dr. Douglas Colthurst. Is this day of joy, while standing before my Christmas tree, the holidays are filled with grief, for many more than my time's brief, but they lend space to introspect, contemplate what's to be set, and what's to change despite one's fret. Take, step down from merry-go-round, produce a little smile for me, malice gone from thy brow, 
only to return a now, but not for now, no, not for now, a respite to be for all to see. God forbids its peace to stay, yea, longer than these few days of joy and peace. For man's long plight, a clear and beautiful darkened night, the fire licks and warms and pleases. Such simple pleasure, such soul's comfort, lost in warmth, a soothing boon, a short return, the eternal womb, set me on the smoothest water and sail me out a little farther before the morning wind begins. Uh, that really, Beautiful. yeah, gorgeous, and it really does get us into that thing, even a, some, a fire, a, you know, whatever you can find for yourself right That's now right. during this time. Well, Jane, I, I wanted to mention the book you were writing because I think it's uh, so important about giving back to other people. Do you want to mention that? Yes. Um, I am the editor of a book called This One's for the Birds, a Gulf Coast anthology of poetry, prose, and art. And the benefits from the proceeds of this book go to the Sun Coast Seabird Sanctuary in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is the largest avian hospital in the United States. And that's to help with medical treatment for the wildlife injured in the Gulf Coast oil spill. And in this book, we also remember the families of those 11 men who died on the oil ring rig. And um, the book can be ordered from uh, our website, www.wingsofhopenow, W-I-N-G-S-O-F-H-O-P-E-N-O-W.com. And we would be happy to accept donations and um, the proceeds will go to uh, Suncoast Seabird Sanctuary. And isn't that a great thing, Heidi, during the holidays, to think about that kind of gift that Jane's giving the world? I absolutely love that, and I also love the idea of giving it to the men that died because we often forget about them. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And this will be their family's first Christmas without their loved ones. Wow. So we need to remember them especially. Absolutely, and remember them in our prayers and in our thoughts during the holidays. Well, yes. Jane, did you say you had a scripture for us you wanted to give to? I do. Um, I would like to uh, share with you the 23rd Psalm. This is from the King James Version of the Bible. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm-hmm. Well, what a, a good solace and a good thought during this holiday season. Jane, did you have anything uh, that you wanted to leave our audience with? And then we want to talk about the music you're going to play and uh, we're going to play Going Out and uh, the Messiah and talk about what that's meant to you. Yes. Um, I would say one of the things that I would like to leave with those are, who are listening today is that we need to celebrate the lives of our loved ones. 
I try to do that for my parents through my writing and through ministry in my church. And Gloria, you honor your son, Scott, through this wonderful website, Open to Hope, and your radio shows. Everyone needs to have a purpose, and you can give your life and the life of your loved one a purpose by celebrating their life in some meaningful way. And I think also discussing joyous memories with family and friends of your loved one. Uh, I personally would love for my kids to sit around and talk about the fun things mom did when she was here with them on earth. And I think that's a wonderful way to remember your loved ones. And also to create a holiday tradition of remembrance to celebrate your loved one's life. Uh, as you mentioned, the family a while ago um, who served at the homeless shelter during Christmas in memory of their loved one. And I think most of all, we need to remember, our loved ones would not want us to live our lives in sadness. They would want us to celebrate our life and theirs. And so what a great spot to go out with a hallelujah chorus. Did you want to say something, Heidi, before we go to that? No, I just would reiterate on what Jane is saying. I think it's, I agree with her completely. Our loved ones would want us to celebrate their lives and pay tribute to them and live our lives fully. Absolutely. And Jane, do you want to say something about the Hallelujah Chorus? Yes, I think this is um, a piece that we often hear at Christmas. We associate it with Christmas. The Hallelujah Chorus from uh, Handel's Oratorio Messiah. It's a glorious celebration of the life of the Christian faith. And I think this is something that could help us all celebrate the lives of our loved ones and our own lives and the purpose which we might find for ourselves and for their lives. Uh, Thank you, Jane. What a wonderful closing thought. And thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Jane. And thank you for helping us learn how to grieve during the holidays. And thank we, you very much for having me. And we wish you all a very successful holiday season and take care of yourselves. And now we'll hear the holo- uh, Hallelujah Chorus. <laughs> 